So Danny, um, we should probably apologize yet again to our listeners that are so diehard that they attempted somehow to listen to you for 35 minutes last week while you <laughs> talked into a microphone that wasn't actually recording. The, apparently, I talked into a microphone that was actually across the room. So yeah, those of you that are still somehow subscribed to this podcast and have not given it the worst ratings ever, thank you for bearing with the the Studio C, which is the new chess.com setup. Uh, long story short, I talked into a Yeti that's across the room at our broadcast broadcast desk because our whole setup here has multiple Yetis. Now I'm talking into the Yeti that is actually in front of my face. Last time I thought I was talking to the Yeti in front of my face, and now I'm not. Now I am. It's strange when you have multiple of the same exact device because it says Yeti, it should be good. And you could, and the, the funny thing is these microphones are so good that even though it's like omnidirectional, it's like pointed cordioid or whatever it is, it still picks it up from across the room. So we're like, oh, that sounds good. Maybe it's just a weird Studio C not set up thing. And then today yep. I go, Danny, just bang on that, like destroy my eardrums and bang on the microphone. And he's like, I'm banging on the microphone. I'm like, I don't hear anything. I was like, there there's, is an issue There's here. no way that's the, the right microphone. Yeah. No. Well, lessons learned, um, mainly for you, obviously not for me, but mainly for you for ever trusting me. Um, but, you know, I'm, you're welcome. You're welcome for me teaching you a lesson. So Yeah. You know, I guess I thought I thought I thought more of you. Danny. Right. I thought, I thought <laughs> that you were a pro podcaster, but obviously after 90 episodes, Dude, one of the biggest mistake. mistakes people have ever made is assuming that I know what I'm doing. And again, when I say other people, this is not a mistake that I continue to make. This is a mistake. It's a mistake that other people continue to make. <laughs> it's not um, me. It's absolutely you. Let me right. just be and, honest. <laughs> and only because I have this like big old fancy chess studio and you know, there's lots of cameras in here as I look around, lots of lights. You know, I can press a button and like everything turns on at once. It's on these like power remote things where I press a button, all the lighting comes on, camera on, camera off, right? Camera one, camera two. But again, that doesn't mean I know what I'm doing. So. And you never will. Never let's will. Just be, let's be honest. I'll tell so. you what, I'll tell you what else I'm never going to do. Never, never going to get over how disappointed I am about this movie coming out, Captain Marvel. I am not really looking forward to this movie. I could be, I, I couldn't be less excited. After, especially, like, I, I thought about it. I was, like, somewhat excited. Like, oh, maybe there's going to be something cool. The original trailer we talked about, we watched it, like, live on, on air. And then I watched this new trailer, and I'm like, I don't know how they could make me less excited about a movie. But they did it. They figured out a way. I don't understand, like, I think this movie is going to end up being, like, such a flop because, one, as much as I was kind of pumped on Brie Larson originally, um, as far as, obviously, she's a great actress and nothing that happens in this movie will change that. I mean, she's an Academy Award winner and whatever, but the more I see her presenting herself as Captain Marvel, the less I buy it right now. Mm. That's how I feel. I feel like the more I see it, the less I'm buying it, and... Something about the CGI'd Sam Jackson and everything they're trying to do. There better be so much information in this movie that like fills every possible gap. Like I want to figure out how the polar bears got on the island and lost from this movie. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. want to know 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. You know what I'm saying? I want mysteries to be solved in this movie or I'm not going to be happy because I don't believe it's going to do anything else. I don't think it serves any other purpose in the MCU. I think I think that has to be the only purpose is it's filling gaps. So 
disappointed I, I am, um, low expectations I shall have. <laughs> I believe that this movie will most likely create more questions and more angst and more drama in the universe than good, most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. But it's a you, lot like... We, could be wrong. We could be wrong completely. My big issue that I have, I mean, I have quite a few issues, but one of the issues that I really have is this crazy CGing of uh, Samuel Jackson and making him so young because they're like, oh, we need to go back in time. Mm -hmm. But if that's for the entirety of the movie, I mean, I could only stare at Aquaman's beautiful beard and hair in the ocean for so long. Right. You know, at least they had out of out of water scenes where this one is like, all right, well, Samuel Jackson's 25, this entire movie. Like, all right, that sounds good. I okay, guess. Yeah. That's, that's what's happening. And that's what we're going to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand, you know, I don't understand a lot of things in life, but I, I do know that I'm, I'm just going to be happy when this is all over. I know it sounds silly. We're talking about movies and made up universes. Um, for those of you who don't believe that Iron Man exists, obviously I do, but, um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of it all. I'm tired of being heartbroken. I'm tired of Thanos just snapping his fingers. And now they're going to go down that shark of undoing timelines. I just know they're going to do it and bring people back from the dead and it's over. You can't, you know, I'm, I'm really glad they're actually kind of jumping the shark on these last couple like big hits, because I think it's going to help me to close that book. And I know this has like become the, the official unofficial MCU breakdown podcast as you and i continue to prepare for the end of this generation the end game of avengers avengers end game um the game that never ends the game that never ends um the I, i'm just i'm excited i'm excited for the end to be nigh and is nigh a word people say nigh i believe people nigh. still say nigh yeah. They say nigh. It, it, you're excited for it to end and then start all over again. Is that what you're excited for? <laughs> right, it's going to end and then reset button. And oh, it was all a dream, Jack. Wake up. Okay. Thanks for toying with my emotions for the last 15 years. That that's That's a whole bunch of money and time I can't get back. You know, I would rather be heartbroken and disappointed, but know that it's real life, you know? Yeah. And again, I'm giving all these negative. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe this is like that secret thing where like, you know, like when you watch sports with like your old Jewish grandfather and all he does is point out the bad things about your team, about the season, about the fans. And secretly, you know that he really cares more than everybody. Right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's just tearing it down so that he doesn't get disappointed. He's trying to just live in misery so that it's really hard for him to be outwardly disappointed. Um, that's how I feel. Maybe that's what I'm actually doing here. It, it, it very well could be, to be honest with you. And this could be a Danny problem uh, at the at the core of it, but that's okay because I still love you. <laughs> well, by the way, that experience with my old Jewish grandfather is a real one. He is, is he is Jewish one. and he actually says it is a thing that he's trying to pass on to me to be a kvetcher. That's what he says. Hand down from generation to generation yep. like a good yep. grandpa does. Beautiful. Yep. yep. Uh, so well, we can lighten this up a little bit because we got a listener email danny oh man my favorite kind of emails we don't get yeah yeah out of the 50 billion emails i get a day this is the most exciting email of email for sure for sure and so matthew wrote in and, and to be honest it's a pretty good email he, he didn't necessarily ask a question but i formed a question 
from his email for you. That sounds like I'm, something. Can we just pause and reflect how much that is a Mots thing to do? You just went full Mots. I did go full Mots. I went Mots 120% right there. So Matthew writes in, it says, longtime listener, first time contactor. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Or emailer, whatever you want. Long, love the show, great format, i.e. none. <laughs> Ooh, a, little sh- a little shade in here. Just get dark in here. Um, keep it up. Always a blast to listen to. Actually, I appreciate that. I like the we we had a format and then went to no format. I think it's worked out okay for us, according to Matthew. Yeah. Nothing can make my workouts go by more quicker than listening to Danny go off on corn syrup and then worrying he is getting preachy, dial back, and then go off again several times in an episode. <laughs> I love this guy. Who is this guy? And can we get him on the show? Go I ahead. hope so. Special guest, Matthew <laughs> Goldwyn. Uh, you guys have a great contrast that really makes the show uh, great. Never change. I plan on never changing ever. I, you know what I plan on? I plan to never stop, never stopping. Don't stop me now. You know what? You know that if you never stop, never stopping, you never stop. You never so, stop. You did you ever going. see that movie, by the way? Uh, I did. Well, I remember the line now that it's you said the, it twice. It's the, uh, the um, Andy, uh, uh, why can't I? Andy Samberg, yeah. It's the, you know, the boy band where, uh, where he's a, yeah, make pop it, star. yeah, pop star, right? And his never album stop, is Never, never stop, stop, Never Stopping. And <laughs> there's some really great one liner narcissistic uh, views on life from that movie that I like we- to embrace. So. We were in uh, Arizona one time, H. Diggs and I, and we were at right. Luke and Dinah's, and uh, we sat down, and I was like, hey, what are you guys going to do? We're like, oh, we're thinking about watching a movie. He's like, we're thinking about walk- watching this pop star movie. I'm like, I'm in. I'd already watched it on a plane, but I'm like, I'm in again, and we all laughed. Yeah. Really funny. So, although I tr- did try to watch Hot Rod with uh, Heather, and that movie mm. doesn't hold up, so there's Never that. seen it. Never seen Not- it. So give me, give me the 30-second summary of Hot Rod. All right, so the 30-second summary of uh, Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to start the clock. I'm going to start the okay. clock. Ready? This is, a, this is a thing we do, right? I've told you about this. Yep. Okay. Tell me, go. You are on the clock. 30-second movie summary officially of Hot Rod in three, two, one. So Andy Samberg plays kind of a character that's kind of down and out, but his dad, who he doesn't really know, is apparently a Hot Rod type of guy, like a, you know, do jump stunts and all this stuff. So he, on his little moped, attempts to be a hot rod and do all these jumps and all these ridiculous things, but always fails over and over again, trying to get acceptance of his stepdad and his crew is Five just seconds. a ridiculous crew and they are just terrible and he hurts himself. It's kind of like Johnny Knoxville, but not as intense. Okay. Boom. You went a little over 30 seconds, mm. but I feel like I've seen the movie. So Perfect. you did your job. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let me finish this email. Let me finish what? this email. Let me finish this email. Oh, wait, we're not done? No, we're not. We're not. We're oh, almost wow. at the question part, which is the greatest oh. part. So oh, there, okay. there was a, you know, when you're watching a Marvel movie uh-huh. and then you get to the end, but then there's still more. Mm-hmm. That's this email. Oh, that, yes, exactly. Yes. So never change. P.S. P.S. By the way. <laughs> that's what that's how it starts p.s by the way chess.com is amazing danny coming up on my 11th year anniversary with the site i have been around long enough to remember getting a chess.com pop email account with your membership and oh it gets my- more amazing every year the stuff on twitch is great 
what is this giving away a pop chess.com email? So first of all, who what, what was this guy's name again? His name is uh Matthew Golden. Okay, wow. I mean, this guy's that that is old school. That this guy is an OG. Um yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny because I, I wonder if now that I'm wondering, now that I know who this is, I wonder if that was like a secret kind of like uh, stab in the dark that I'm going to let him have that chess.com email back. But actually, no, <laughs> no, we will not. Um, so, yeah, a whole lot of our OG members um, got chess.com email addresses. And there's obviously you would be like, why would we ever do that? Well, remember when, when chess.com was first getting going, it was basically a, hey, we have the most powerful domain name possible in the chess world, but we don't necessarily know what the market cap of chess really is. We're not going to put too much into developing any sort of product. We're not even going to make anything that people can play or do. It's basically just going to be like a social network, a community where people can go to chess.com, they get a chess.com email they can engage in forums and find out where the other best chess sites are. And they can use our site because we're pulling in all this traffic as a launching pad to other chess sites. Um, and I won't necessarily name names, but I will say that we reached out to, at the time, probably a dozen different chess sites offering them to kind of like partner with us. And we were just going to help send traffic and they all turned us away. Wow. Oh their mistake so you see and only one of them is still exists and i don't know for how much longer and i won't say names um bum, bum. so it's 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 a really like interesting thing that so many of our older our og members the original gangsters have this chess.com email and then as we sort of you know accidentally became a successful company it was like only staff members get chess.com emails but hey we're not going to take away these emails from members that have had it then it became, hey, we use chess.com emails for like like really official communication. And what we're communicating now matters more than ever. We're now officially kind of like the biggest chess company. So maybe we should like reach out to these guys. And then there were some still OGs who were premium members who had one. And we didn't want to take it away from them until finally we were like, all right, look, like chess.com emails are a big way that we now have security, right? You use 2FA, you use company-wide emails, pretty much any sort of um, company service you per, you know you provide for we provide for all of our employees. I mean Dropbox or G Suite or whatever, right? Uh, uh, GitHub, uh, just mm. name it, right? You use like part of part of the security or part of the way you manage a lot of the, even for Zoom. Zoom .us is just the kind of the web call service we use for all of our shows because it's proven to be much more stable and um, has more production kind of features than like a Skype or a Google Hangout. So all the shows you see on chess.com are using a, a service called zoom.us, um, which is a free plug for them. I don't know why I'm giving it to them because um, we pay them a lot of money. They should be paying me money <laughs> to say that. Um, anyway, so you got to use a chess.com email. Reach out and see if they want to sponsor the show. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, so th that's that's such an awesome email. First of all, Matt, I want to know you. I want to know you, who you are, although now I already do. And thanks for, thanks for being around. And uh, that's, that's a pretty, that is, as soon as you went old school gangster with that, there's more wait, but wait, there's more. Right. And then he mm -hmm. had a chess.com email. I knew, I knew I was dealing with a real, a uh, real, a real cat here. That's pretty good. I, I, I can see how, you know, making, making a site like chess.com being, over a decade, some odd old, right? At this point, you're you're thinking, 
well, how do I, you know, try to get people to get this membership? And, and now it's kind of almost, you have so many nice perks, you know, uh, and, and I'll just give them a chess.com email. Who doesn't want like the diehard online chess peoples of the, the early two thousands, they're going to be like, Oh, that's, that's cool. That sounds good to me. Right. Uh, and then that, that backfires pretty fast. So, yeah, it was, yeah, it's, it's such a weird, uh, but the internet's changed. The internet has changed. So it's not chess.com's fault. It's the internet's fault. That's what I like. It is the internet's fault. Speaking of the internet and technology, you know, we've got, um, a lot. I want to bring this up and it's, I promise this isn't like a chess Uh shameless plug bringing it back to our site but no you and i have i mean this show used to have the sort of rigid structure and we had a a part of the show where for those of you who may be new listening james used to do this like dance and it was like a whole like long it sounded like you know the music to like the beginning oh is it a pizza delivery guy or are we about to watch an adult film right this is the (laughs) kind of thing james used to do just for Mm -hmm. you know you have to you have to go back now and listen to the old episodes to find it so you're welcome but so james used to do that right james that, that's and then, correct. And then we would have this section called like, what's what's new in tech today or how is tech ruining our lives? And yeah. so one, and we were talking about the chess.com platform and then where technology is going. This week has just been all about people reaching out to us about um, the, the chess.com, the computer chess championship and not about the computer chess championship that we run, but about all the all the tech that goes into all of these modern day like self-taught machines like the alpha zero stuff with google and then there's leela and then there's um we're actually working on our own different type of version of komodo um and so i've actually i actually had a conversation with my boy john urschel former guest host of this podcast name drop and i was like i want you to actually because he actually just so people don't know not only is he at mit getting his phd in advanced mathematical shenanigans i don't even know what it is but he like special he specializes in machine learning so i was like explain to me what neural networks are do you understand what this is james do you understand what neural networks are like do you realize like that skynet becoming self-aware and launching the missiles is like imminent correct i have to have uh we talk about this all the time on merge conflict me and frank and every time that he starts to talk about He's big into AI, machine learning, all this stuff. I have to always have him sit down and explain. It's the same as blockchain. I actually recorded a video today with someone who is in our blockchain group on Azure. And I'm like, can you just explain how you're about to make me a Bitcoin billionaire with blockchain before, you know, like, what is this blockchain? And he goes, he goes, it's, it's interesting too, because I don't know how you were, how John was probably describing how neural networks are, but this gentleman, Mark, delightful delightful individual was sitting down and explaining to, to me how blockchain works. And I just have this blank stare on my face. Like, <laughs> like I'm a pretty smart, like I want to think I'm relatively smart. Yeah. And then Mark's going off and I'm like, I have no, I have no idea what yeah, you're the, saying. The monkey right is now. dancing in your head as, as uh, the, the viral video clip of me and Hikaru, right? The monkey's <laughs> yeah. dancing in your head. Exactly. No, I mean, yeah. So I, this neural network stuff is just crazy. I mean, I, I will provide my layman summary for those of you who know even less about it than I do, which I, I know very little, but I'm trying to learn about it because the community is a super loyal community. They're super interested in chess and stuff. And I'm trying to figure out like, how do we make these computer chess championships like a really spectacular follow? Like you have to have storyline, which provides intrigue which creates like loyalty and retention that's how you like build a drama right and and you want to have something that people care about 
staying in touch with. And, and, and I, I want to do more with this event and provide more, mainly Eric actually does. And since he's my only boss and he's like, Danny, you have to start doing commentary for computer chess. And I go, I don't know what they're doing. They're chess mm. computers. And he goes, figure it out. Right. So I, I have to do it. So I'm trying to learn about this neural network stuff. And they're like, so basically previously what we would do with computers is we were just using them as like more powerful than us tools to solve problems, but really the same way we always approach, approach those problems, right? Essentially, we would provide the rules to something, but usually also provide like what knowledge we currently had on the, the subject. And, and we would almost make them like, hey, this is like, this is how I, this is how I think about chess. And now I have an engine that has all this CPU power who can do it better than me, still do it like me, but do it better. And now what we're doing is we're just saying like, here's chess, go, right? Mm -hmm. And they come up with everything on their own in regards to their approach to stuff. And, and chess is just like one thing. I mean, neural networks are doing crazy stuff now. Like what they've done with them, they've had this um, thing where they do, um, like they describe all the attributes or, or even just the successes of, of a celebrity. And then they tell the neural network to make, to make that celebrity, show me what that celebrity looks like. And what this, what the neural network does is frightening. Oh, is that the, the deep, the deep faking on like people's faces, like overlaying yeah. and yeah, it's creepy. It's great. And you can't it, do it, anything about it because it's all just go and it is weird. Right. And that could do that for anyone. It doesn't have to be a celebrity. It's literally any person. There's so much data. That's so really what it is. And these neural networks is they have to take in data, right? So the idea is that you're pumping in constant data all the time and there's a, a true and false statement. So it's either right or it's wrong, right? So if what's interesting about creating a, a, a model based on the neural network is that you're feeding data into this model that's getting run through this neural network. And the entire concept really is you need to give it really good data and also really bad data too. Because if you give it all positives, like here's a thousand images of Danny, Mm -hmm. It will only think that things are images of Danny. You need mm -hmm. to give it a bunch of not Danny's at the same time, you know, the hot dog or not. You need to give it hot dog, all sorts of different hot dogs, right? I created hot dog or not like that application. And right. then you need to, you need to give it is, is a sausage, a hot dog is hot dogs in a bun, hot dogs, not in a bun, hot dogs with ketchup, hot dogs with mustard, hot dog with garnish. Like what are all the different combinations? Then you also need to give it not like all the knots, right? So you don't need to describe every single food is not a hot dog. It will start to create that by itself. But then as you're taking pictures of all your food and describing if it's a hot dog or not, and it'll give you a percentage base, like is it accurate or not, usually descriptors, then you can feed those images back into, uh, into it. And at that point, what's really cool is the model will continue to learn based off new data coming in. So it will always continue to get smarter. So if you're creating these, these, these models off these neural networks, let's say for chess, what's interesting about that is that there are all of these games of chess being played all the time by different players with all sorts of different outcomes in all sorts of different variations from pro level to intermediate to beginners and all of that data is super valid. So all of the moves, all of these things coming in, you can continue to feed 
games upon games upon games. There's all different you know qualifications and things that are going through. But at a high level, you're just feeding a lot of data into these networks to create this model that you can then query for for yes or no. So for instance, you may have a chess model and and you may feed it the specific board and then it can give you variations based off play and all these different things that are going on. But I like to simplify it to a hot dog or not situation because I think people can grasp their head around it. Like, is it a hot dog or is it not a hot dog? But then the variations of said hot dog are uh, what becomes really interesting um, in that model creation. Does that make sense? How did I do is in a compare and contrast to your definition to my definition? I'm not an expert. Danny's an expert. I lost him. No, I was kidding. I was trying to beat you with silence just to be like, yeah, I, I blacked out. That was <laughs> blacked awesome. out halfway through. I don't hot dogs. I'm pretty hungry now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the uh, yeah, that, that was that that was really good. Yeah, I mean, and and there's also again, it's the neural network stuff is crazy interesting outside of chess. But um, I was first exposed to this dark world of how computers will eventually take over the planet through chess so that and obviously i do chess so i'm constantly relating things back to that but but yeah hot dog or not hot dog that might be you know is it a chess dog that's what we should do like what if neural networks could put chess and hot dogs together and make a chess dog baby chess dog baby um chess dog baby so no it's it's crazy yeah anyway i the internet like you know this all started with listener feedback and as as matt said i believe his name was matt right? Yep. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew sent Matthew golden. I remember now I've got his chess.com profile right in front of me. I found you, Matthew. Oh, oh, you I can't found you. hide from Danny. Wah, you can't ha, ha, hide from me anymore. I see um, you're not a platinum diamond member. Wah, uh, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. The, uh, I'm going to go give that guy a diamond membership. Actually. I assume Boom. it's him, right? Yeah, that's him. All right. Ma- I'm, gonna give him a little, I'm giving him a diamond membership while we're talking. Look at that. You just, you just became a diamond membership, a diamond member. member. He's had diamond memberships previously. I can see his entire membership history. The question is, and maybe you should reach out to this individual. Uh huh. Why isn't he a diamond member currently? That's a good reason. So I'm gonna put in reason. We have, we you. This is just like a small thing. Uh, podcast listener for Danny. Like, whenever. We used to have it like I could just go into the admin and just be like, you get a diamond membership. Now you get a diamond membership and like no accountability. It didn't track <laughs> which of the staff members gave this premium status, let alone mm-hmm. a reason. And there's just little things that I, I, I appreciate that we do now. That's just crazy. Like now, in order to give someone a free diamond membership, you like have to give like all these reasons. Like, who is this person? Why are you giving them a diamond membership? That makes right? sense. That makes sense. We, I don't want to talk about things that we used to do at Xamarin or the power I used to have necessarily, but right. some similar. I mean, that's what happens. You you grow as a company and you're like, okay, maybe we, maybe we shouldn't be giving away 10 million diamond memberships. Right. <laughs> right. No, exactly. You can't just like everybody and their cousin gets a diamond membership since ultimately that is how we pay bills. But um but we do give away a lot of them. In fact, I've gotten a little more aggressive than than I used to be lately. Now, now that you're on a show, whenever I get on camera, I kind of lose my my inhibitions, which I know for most people is like, shouldn't it be the opposite, right? Shouldn't you be a little more self conscious when you're on no, camera? No, 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 not, no, not this guy. Yeah, fly. Um, so I'm just like, if yesterday during the show I did a Photoshop contest, did you see that? Of course you no, did, because you don't follow know. everything on Twitter. This is my daily. 
does does Mutz really have the crazy alert for Danny you on got Twitter? Me. You got um, me. So let me see. Slash. Oh no, I did see these. I saw the the, uh, the Photoshop least, contest. I at least saw the photoshops of you on the Spartan outfits, the cheerleaders from Saturday Night Live. I did exactly, see those. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that I was great. I'm trying to find yeah. it to link it. Um. Anyway, it was good, right? There it is. It's right at the top. If you click on hashtag Pro Chess on Twitter, it's right at the top. Tippy tippy tap. I'm gonna share that link. Copy link to tweet. Put it in Zencaster. Boom. So yeah, that was great. That was good. Yeah. Well, when did we? I feel like we've lost all the sense of purpose of this podcast. Like, are we doing anything here, like useful, like with humanity or life, no. or love? No. I mean, lots of. Why love, are we here? It's a good question. I ask myself all all the time, to be honest with you. But I do <laughs> I do it because it's us, I guess. At the end of the day. Um, I mean, and we maybe? do it to hang out, and I, and I think we're at a point now where like everybody could stop listening, and I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where we're at. Like I, I know you would let me know. You'd be like, Danny, like you ruined our podcast, and nobody's downloading it anymore. But I wouldn't care. Yeah, because you just want to get on once a once a month and or once a week and just hang out, shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze. Yeah. Well, we're coming up almost on a hundred hundred thousand downloads, so that's pretty exciting. That's pretty cool. Total total hundred k honeys. Yeah, I we have a, a really good metrics over on Fireside, our host. Bum, 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 bum. And bum, bum, bum. we have generated nearly. Well, after this podcast, would be fifty nine hours of content. That's a lot of content. That's a lot of content. Now that that's not even what goes into the show. You could. You could, in contrast, say, well, what does the show really entail? Well, you could, at minimum, double that into 120 hours of content prep and editing. That's quite a lot. That, that is a significant amount of days. In fact, if I, let's just query this and break this down as far as what I don't we're know. Doing. I feel like I'm going to be depressed at the end of this supposed to be uplifting thing, but go ahead. That's five full days we have, five full days of our lives specifically right. me, I have spent on this podcast. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, it's pretty good. It's also not as much time as you spend on other podcasts. So, you know, it's true. That's good. And uh, we, we, we spent a lot of time doing things like that. If you put it in that kind of context, I mean, I'm sure you could be like, I've spent, you know, like a total of like one month of my life brushing my teeth or something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, That's, yeah. And how many how many hours have I sent spent like talking in a room like to nobody but people are watching on the internet in the chess room right as I look around this office like that's weird that I do that it's just weird. Well, you know, um, my favorite part of any live stream is the the awkward five minutes before the stream starts stream because you you. I, maybe I, I'm new to the, the Twitch streaming, right? So this might be a good prompt question to lead us out of the show to 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 learn something. We'll have a, let's learn something as a group together from Danny, Master Neural Network Master, and Stream Elite Streamer Elite, if you will, Super Mod. Mm. Uh, let's learn something here. Cut. So I go to stream, and you just can't stream and say I'm going to stream. I'm just going to start streaming. Go. There's a series of events. So I have a tradition of five minutes before my stream is supposed to start is when I start. 
And then I go right. like two minutes over. Like usually if I hit go, I know what's going to happen is everyone's going to get a notification. I'm going to tweet out a link. It's going to take a few minutes and then Twitch updates my numbers because you don't want to have that awkward moment, which is what everybody's done for probably the first three or four or 28 streams, which is I'm going to hit stream and then go. And you're like, and I'm talking to myself, right? you know, and I mean, maybe you're started that because you don't have any followers yet, but once you have followers, you're like, I hope somebody comes on. And then like, am I talking to anybody? I don't know. So that's my protocol of getting ready is like a five minute buffer. Does that seem to, right to you? I mean, okay. So, uh, this is, this is funny. Cause yeah, this is a history for us in regards to why and how we even got involved in the process called streaming was that actually we had, this is all like accidental, like just act very similar to the entire experience of chess.com kind of like the accidental, uh, right thing to do. Um, we, I, I got on involved on Twitch only because we were looking for a service to allow us to do a live type of chess show because we wanted to do basically just live chess lectures for small mm. groups of people. It was going to be an additional premium feature that, so you have videos, you have the training tools, but videos are pre-recorded with no engagement, well-prepared content. Yes. And on a specific topic, yes, but not that engagement people want with their favorite chess uh, coaches and teachers. And, and we didn't even consider ourselves like content providers. It was just like the chess coach. So we were using live stream and you stream and we stream, we all stream for ice cream, that kind of thing. Right. We were, and we were all over the map with the different original services. And, you know, over time we just, um, were unhappy. We gravitated to Twitch. And so when we first started doing it, we would always like try to turn on and then instantly be in go mode. Like, mm. because it felt like every second of downtime was unprofessional. Yeah. And what's become the new professional is being unprofessional. That is the new professional. Mm. So we we're and we're also, and I'm, I'm half joking and half not, because here's the thing, like I always ran my chess streams. And at one point, Chess Bay, our uh, lovely chess philanthropist, who she's active and helpful in so many different ways and won't, won't get into who, who she is. But I mean, let's just say the Chess Bay, she's, She's awesome. She is a real person. She is a real lady. And she gave me advice at one point. She's like, Danny, you can't do a casual stream and go at the energy level you do for three or four hours straight. Like you're going to die. She's like, that's not what streaming is. Like when you're doing the big event, that's what you do. And that's what you always thought that chess shows were as you turn on lights, camera, action, and you're covering the pro chess league and the speed chess and the world chess championship and being as professional as you can be. And I try to put on that tone. You can almost hear in the difference in my voice when I'm in like the broadcast tone and I'm providing commentary that is like, you know, and welcome back to the 2019 Pro Chess League. This is week one alongside me, International Master David Pruis and blah, 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 right? And then there's like turn on streaming and just like sit there for 30 seconds and don't say anything. And yeah. then there's like, look at the chat and be like, oh, dude, I know, right? Like mm -hmm. I just said, oh, dude, I know. No one knows what I'm saying if they were watching it without the chat, but the chatters know. So no chatters like know. streaming has become like what makes it work is that it creates this sort of inside joke and inside loyal community feel between the content provider and the people watching that is that is super unique to the community you build. And that's what Twitch has like really tapped into. And again, it's one of the things I really like about Twitch or as I've learned about this. At first, I just didn't 
you call me a stream master now, and I, I think I know what I'm doing now, but I had no idea. And I think I'm still much better on the official setting, but I'm not very good at just turning on the camera and not going a mile a minute. And mm. I think the best streamers are really just themselves casually for hours hanging out and have have good personalities and are are probably good at what they do because that's what they're displaying, whether it's code or a video game or chess. But I don't know. I mean... So I don't even know if I answered your question, but what I will say is this. I, okay. I'm, I'm done. So I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, what I will say is it, it's interesting. And again, I think that being being slightly unprofessional and sort of casual is part of what makes you a professional streamer. And um, if if turning on your stream, James, letting some music play and even walking in and out of the room and hanging out also happens to build a viewership you're really not doing anything wrong so that's my advice what i'm saying is like what you're doing is actually what the majority of people do you should try to build an audience and then you should just start when you're ready so if that happens to be five minutes before you said you were going to do it that'll become your inside thing and only people that actually show up when you went live 10 minutes before that will know that but it's just there is no there are no rules anymore there are no rules where we're going we don't need roads james (laughs) Rose not needed. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get it. Let's turn this up to 88 real quick. Tweets. Uh, sorry, tweets. Uh, tweets contest. Uh, while we're doing this, okay, uh, because me. you gave me, you gave me the, uh, wait, am I giving this guy one? Yeah, I did the Photoshop contest and I linked that in the Zencaster notes for you and our listeners. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, I remembered I owed that guy who did the Photoshop a one-year diamond membership. So I'm giving it right now. <laughs> One more with diamond memberships, just giving them away to everyone. That's what we do here on Coffee House Blunders is we just give away tons of diamond memberships. So if you diamond want more, memberships. you can follow me and Danny uh, at James Montemagno at what's your Twitter? Daniel Wrench at Daniel Wrench. Something uh, like that. Yeah. People go and follow us. Share this with if you have a if you have a individual in your life or not in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, we would appreciate if you'd share it with them. It's like, hey, have you heard about podcasts? They're this great medium where you can hear two people randomly bumble around, talk for for literally 35 minutes with like no idea what they're doing in life. And uh, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to laugh. It's going to get you through your workout and you may even get a diamond membership out of it. Yeah, who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? We just gave away two diamond memberships. Diamonds are a Mots' best friend. Diamonds are forever. Yeah, that's right. That was a good one by Kanye before Kanye went Kanye. Never go full Kanye, but Kanye went full Kanye. Look where he is now. I don't want to say anything about Kanye. Let's get out of here, Danny. I will talk to you next week before we get ourselves in trouble. I love you. I miss you. Hugs and snugs. Peace. Peace.